This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On uh, this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Cycling for beer. Outlawing self-love for men. Biden. Trump. Boxing match. Opening day, 1968. And Rick's brush with the Harlem Globetrotters. And Dave's brush, too. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Well, welcome to another episode, a post-spring uh, break episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Dave is returned from the uh, the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. Yes, the uh, Wisconsin Dell. Actually, we went two places. We started in um, Wausau, Wisconsin. Um, Michelle took the twins skiing. Actually, there's a nice. Have you ever been skiing up there? There's a. Is, that, is called, that Cascade Mountain? No, no, no. It's Rib Mountain. I think it's called. Oh yeah, I've been there. It's like, it's like five hours. I mean, it's pretty far up there. Yeah. Um, so Michelle took the twins to skiing, and I stayed in the hotel and watched. 11 episodes of Breaking Bad, I think. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I uh, got the continental breakfast. You know, I got my couple of bagels. I got, you know, some fruit. Were you wearing the of- robe, the the hotel robe? <laughs> uh, no, I was no, just my sweatpants and my White Sox uh, uh, hoodie, which I'm wearing right now, pretty much, you know, normal, normal uh, uniform. Okay. And I just had a great time. I probably spent like eight hours watching... Breaking Bad. Have you ever watched? Have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Have we oh, talked that's about a this? Great show. Oh my God! It is. It, I'm almost. How many seasons are there? Five or six? Do you know? Five I don't seasons? know. I don't know. Um, I'm at the end of the fourth, so I'm worried that I'm actually running out. Well, it's a feel uh, good. It's a feel good. It's a you know. It's like a put a smile <laughs> on your face, zippity doo dah kind of show. <laughs> I know. Um, but then after skiing. We went uh, up to the, or I should say down to the Wisconsin Dells then. And we spent a day in a water park, Rick. And Wisconsin. were you skinny? Um, I'm, as you, as, as you know, and for people that have not seen me, I'm not a skinny man. No. Correct? Um, in fact, am I fat? I mean, I'm not obese, I don't think, but I'm. Plump or f- would I doughy. be classified as doughy? Yeah, doughy fat. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm fat, but I'm not uh, Wisconsin water park fat, Rick. <laughs> uh, holy crap! I walked into that place and I was instantly the hottest guy at the Chula Vista water park as soon as I walked in. This is how uh, I felt at Disney. Know, I felt the same way at Disney. When I'm walking in there, I'm like, "Wow, everyone's looking at me." Yeah, because I am svelte. I know. I mean, I heard a kid say, "Mommy, mommy, look at that kid! Look at that man! He's only got two chins." Somebody you know? buy him a donut, mom. He needs a donut. <laughs> right, right, right. Is he not eating? I mean, w- women would, you know, seductively eat their cheese fries, you know, in my face. You know, uh, guys were even looking checking me out. Rick, even the Asians were fat at the Chula Vista yeah, water on. park. That's I mean, not true. <laughs> it, it was. So, uh, so we did do the water park, and then we uh, spent some time in an arcade. And for people that are not from the Midwest, the Wisconsin, how would you describe 
the Wisconsin Dells. I mean, it's it's I mean, like it's a a, tourist if you've ever been to Niagara Falls, right? It's right, it's like right. that, or if, like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, is another place like that, or Las Vegas. If you don't go to any of the nice hotels, yeah. Um, well, usually, well, like with the Niagara Falls, you have a you have a natural beauty, right? And wherever there's natural beauty, all these flocky tourist traps pop right. up did you like go on a duck ride that. did you do the the duck ride? no now? we did no, no we didn't do the but um where is the natural beauty in wisconsin dells well they're actually that's I why mean, you take the duck ride because there there are those those stones uh on the river there that's quite beautiful uh, okay well we didn't no we'd spend our time bumper cars and uh and if we did an escape room have you ever been to an escape room no, and I don't like the concept of it. I, uh, Bridget it was, has gone to one of these things, and so has uh, uh, Sean, my son. And they're both like, it sucks. It, it was okay. We did a. Um, we were locked in a space capsule. I don't like and problem the ox- solving. I don't like, uh, <laughs> just tell me where the yeah. door is. <laughs> you know right. where the door but, is. I know you know where the door is. I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. The lady who was running it, because they they are monitoring you. You know, you're in this room, and they're giving you clues periodically. And the woman that I, after after we were done, and we did not solve it. We died, by the way. We ran out of oxygen. Uh, but I asked I asked the lady, I go, families must be fighting about this because we were fighting. You know, because you're trying to solve you know this this puzzle, and of course family members are going to disagree and she said that she had about a week ago uh, uh, a couple she thinks is getting divorced because of the escape room <laughs> i don't yeah i, I can see it <laughs> yeah so just imagine that it, you know you're walking out of there you're going you know what you would have just had me killed if we ever get in this situation i know that right. you're not going to save me Right, right. I can't trust you. If I can't trust you in an escape room, how can I trust you to, to be faithful to me? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we did that as well. But we got back, and it was a lovely spring break. And now today, um, I'm celebrating my 26th um, wedding anniversary oh, with Michelle. right. It was April yeah, 4th. So, I remember so, it well. We were watching the NCAA basketball game uh, at, <laughs> at, uh, at the wedding ceremony. Yeah. Uh, and and all of Michelle's cousins were from Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was in the Final Four, so none of them even bothered to go to the reception. All I remember uh, is the the pride I felt when I carried you around on that chair, because <laughs> the the Jewish tradition is the groom gets carried around by his his groomsmen on a chair, and that that right. to me was a special moment. I know I never would have missed it. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners as why you why are you being sarcastic here? <laughs> uh, it turns out I did miss that portion of it because I was, uh, you know, at a soup kitchen helping the poor. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, and by soup kitchen we mean, uh, you know, we you know, well, let's not get into it. No, How does that sound? Let's not. <laughs> uh, but you missed it. You. But you were able to at least be at my daughter's bat mitzvah, and you carried. Well, you tried to carry me, and you and three friends. I was so fat. Maybe at that point I was Wisconsin water park fat, and you couldn't even lift me up on the chair. No, you, you weigh like seven thousand pounds. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. But we're back, and I hope you had. A, did you do anything for spring break? 
Uh, no, I just uh, held up my end of the company that we share and worked yeah. every single day. So uh, just know that everything is fine. Everything is fine with our company. We've got a big event coming up. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I was I was the businessman and you were the uh, the vacation man. So, yeah, well, that's fine. I'm still like nine weeks behind you. That's so, why I'm not complaining. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so let's cue this thing. Let's light this candle. Okay. Well, what do you got? Oh, wait. I, oh, I've got uh, audio. I, I, it's yeah, been two weeks. I forget how to do this. Hang on. Here we go. Uh, You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. By the way, did you see that I posted uh, the picture of us uh, from 1985, the illustration that uh, when we ran for Homecoming King and Queen? You mean when we were... Uh, so far ahead of the gay marriage curve, <laughs> right? Back in 1985, yeah, uh, we, yeah, I did see it. Didn't our original radio show, for those of you who don't know, Dave and I actually did a radio show together in Champaign, Illinois, in 1985, and we ran for homecoming king and queen as a joke, as a bit. And if you want to see what that looked like, it's on my Facebook page. You can take a look at it. And uh, that we had somebody draw an illustration of me as the king and Dave as the queen. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting several hundred votes. Uh, we had enough votes that we should have been included in the court, in the homecoming king and court. Yeah. But the... Uh the man was bringing us down panel panel. What is it called? The panelenic the Pan society or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they put the kibosh on it. So we were not allowed to, <laughs> which is probably for the best. I think I so. Think. I'm so, I'm happy. There's no video, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> memory of that. Uh, of, the illustration is fine. Let's just do yes, that. Right. All right. right. So and let's ahead. also, well, I was going to say, and also let's, um, so I go home to visit my mom that weekend or the weekend three weeks before we put that ad in. And when I come back, I'm the queen and you're the king. We you know, I, I don't think I, a million times. It's funnier for you to be the queen because you had the mustache had at the, the time. Mustache. Yeah. Okay. Good point. All right. I got over it 33 years ago. Yeah. So this letter, this is, uh, this is from Ireland. Uh, Hi, um, Ireland. Oh, not bad. Oh, I, you sounded like that. You sounded like the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah, the secret um, to doing the Irish accent is you gotta go very high. Your voice has to be way up here. Uh, well, well, I want you to do this entire bit in this uh, uh, Irish accent. So this is a letter letter that was written to the health advice column to the Irish or to the Irish Times. Okay, evidently a newspaper. It's called the Irish Times, um, and this is a woman. A woman writes this letter, and this is in her voice. Approximately two years ago, my husband had his first heart attack, and he has had several operations to reduce the likelihood of a, of a recurrence. His cardiologist warned that he would need to make dramatic changes to his lifestyle. Otherwise, it would be almost inevitable that he would have another major cardiac event. Okay? So, kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, I'm not going to read the whole letter, but she goes on to say that her husband had quit smoking. He uh, he took to early retirement. He decided, you know, he decided to to do yoga and he decided to exercise more. And he even bought a very expensive, you know, hoity-toity bicycle. Okay. Uh, well, so then she goes like out a dream and dream husband. 
Right, exactly. Uh, so she goes on and she writes, each, if, each evening he informs me that he has ex- that he's cycled for over two hours and he impresses me with the distance he has traveled. I make a healthy dinner for him and run the bath for him and sometimes rub his aching muscles. Which sounds like a dream wife, yeah. right? Uh, um, but he has been disappointed it's that his new regime. Left, it's a little bit to the left when you're rubbing me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, but but he was disappointed that his regime, uh, his regimen, has not impacted his waistline at all. So huh. recently, yeah. So uh, then she goes on to say, recently during a Sunday lunch at a bar two miles from our house, a waitress seemed to be very familiar with my husband. <laughs> While I hate spying on him, I discreetly asked her how she knew him. She said that he comes into the bar most days in his cycling gear for a few pints and a full lunch. Oh, Uh, boy. So the dude got busted. Oh, boy. Well, all right. Now, in defense of him, he's still cycling. Yeah, right. Exactly. The two miles. Two miles is two miles. Hello. I think I lost you there. Hold on, buddy. I'm here. Hold on. Hold on. And we're having a bit of a problem with the <laughs> with the connection on Dave's end. Uh, well, you're not going to be able to stop this, are you? No. Ever. Um, but yeah, in his defense, he did cycle to the bob, to the pub, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and and I Guinness he- is it's in Ireland, so you know he's drinking Guinness, and Guinness is fewer calories than the reg- the regular yeah, beer and less alcohol. Yeah, it's like it's like eating bro- or it's like drinking broccoli, right? And it's not like he got that loaded because he managed to ride his bike home every time. Um and I love how he committed to the shtick. Yeah, no. You I know, know, he <laughs> he bought the Stasi bike. He got into his cycling, you know, uniform, you know, that real tight cycling uniform, you know. Have you ever he rode cycle in the county of Cork? I was I was cycling in Cork recently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, he, and then he he concocted these roots, you yeah. know, and then he t- <laughs> told his his wife afterwards, "Oh, the, there's a beautiful here, to, uh, there's a beautiful tree on Willoughby Lane, <laughs> exactly. you know, or whatever." Exactly, you know, but but then he screws it all up by taking her to the pub. What is yeah, he thinking? That, that was that was the mistake. That's a that's a classic mistake right there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, have you ever lied to Bridget about? Absolutely you know, something not. like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know that she listens to this podcast. Right? Uh, yeah. It'll be like six uh, I, months from now, but she'll eventually listen to it. Uh, the uh, well, so I was, you know, Michelle was harping on me to get a colonoscopy for years, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and she would ask, <laughs> "Hey, did you call the? Did you call the? What's a colonoscopist? A I don't know. What is it? A the doctor? I don't know. Whatever." Yeah, what did you make an appointment? I'm like, yeah, you know. At first, I would say, yeah, I left a message. They haven't called me back, you know. And then, oh, you know, okay. yeah, me, I've definitely done that. <laughs> uh, but then she, at one point, she goes, uh, "It's like it was like the third or fourth time I said that, you know, that they didn't call me back." So she calls for me, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I had to then go. So I got busted. But my next, my next excuse was going to be, yeah, they ran, they, they ran out of those scopes they put up your butt. Yeah, they don't have any. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to share one of those, do you? <laughs> right, 
inventory the inventory is coming in like two three weeks it's come a slow boat from china so so there you go i don't know the name of this guy the cycling guy i don't i don't know him but uh poor man got busted and it's own it's his own fault to be honest with you well we tip our cap to his uh his ingenuity and his fatal flaw yeah right exactly we're all flawed humans but he uh i love i just love the image of him getting his fat waistline in one of those cycling uniforms <laughs> that's true that's not really a good look is it my story takes place in texas so I, we have some audio for that what's wrong with you texas uh yes we would like to know what's wrong with texas and if if you haven't heard this story it's kind of a good one a bill would see a texas man find 100 dollars for masturbating it has taken a step closer to becoming law after it received its first reading in the state's House of Representatives. This is for real. Under Section 173.01 of House Bill 4260, the Man's Right to Know Act, Texas men would only be allowed to masturbate under supervision inside approved health care and medical facilities. Any unregulated masturbatory emissions outside of the woman's or created outside of a health or medical facility will be charged a $100 civil penalty for each emission and will be considered an act against an unborn child and failing to preserve the sanctity of life. A hundred bucks? Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> no, uh, well, there's a little more to the story. <laughs> the bill was created by State Representative Jessica Farrar of Houston. Uh, Lesbian. It would also promote fully abstinent sexual relations and create a hospital masturbatory assistance registry to provide fully abstinent encouragement counseling, supervising physicians for masturbatory emissions and storage for the semen, allowing Texas men only occasional masturbatory emissions inside the approved facilities, the bill would insist that the resulting semen be stored for the purposes of conception for a current or future wife. Wow. Uh, There's more to the story. (laughs) (laughs) What is this woman's name? Uh, Her name is Jessica Farrar. Okay. Now, she's not dating much, I imagine. No, so no. Obviously... She's trying to make a point here. It's not a shtick, really. What she's doing is pointing out that men are making laws about women's, you know, bodies and and making them jump through all these hoops. Um, The Texas Democrat. She's not wrong. No, she's not. The Texas Democrat knows her bill has no hope of becoming law and has introduced it to satirize how women have been affected by targeted health care legislation in their state, particularly related to abortion. Hence, the references to the sanctity of life, the anti-masturbation clauses are basically the uh, Monty Python song, Every Sperm is Sacred, taken to its logical extreme. But I think, you know, she makes Uh, a good point, and and she did make my heart stop for about five paragraphs in this article. She made my heart stop for about five paragraphs in this article because I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to add up the money I owe. Oh, I I know. I know. Carry the seven. But it's thankfully it's Texas. Right. Right. And aren't they seceding from the union or was that, aren't they possibly going to divided by, oh my God. (laughs) Honey, what happened to our savings? Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> well, if you would have serviced your account a little bit better, we wouldn't have this exactly. problem. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm the bad guy. I'm the good. Uh, okay. uh, all right. Well, uh, thankfully, we don't live in Texas. Although, you know, yes, it probably won't become law. Although, you never know in the political climate that we have right now, Rick. Uh, you never know what can happen. Well, I suspect that there's no chance of any law being passed that will make it harder for men to do anything. Yeah, right. Good point. Especially why, uh, while men control everything. Hey, I, I think I'd be totally okay if women controlled everything. Wouldn't you? Not for not this part. <laughs> no, of course, no, of course not. But yeah. in general, I think we mucked it up pretty good for a while. Let, well, let them uh, have the next Between you and me, years. in this last primary, I, I, I voted... If I didn't know anything about any of the candidates, which was, you know, let's let's be honest, in the local elections, do you really know that much about all the candidates? You know how hard you have to work to try to find out information about everybody? Yeah, um, of course not. So if it was a choice between a man and a woman, I chose a woman. Yeah. I also chose minority names, too, yeah. if I didn't know them. Yep. There you, go. So. All right, there you go. Hey, we got a winner. Speaking of masturbation. Okay, great. Uh, uh, we um, have a winner in our retweet and follow pool. And all you have to do to win uh, a prize pack worth up to $25 is to retweet and follow us on Twitter. And Shelly McNeil from Nanamino, British Columbia, Canada. So we got wow. uh, a Canuckian. A, a uh, she wins uh, the 2017 Book of the Year Out the Door by M.L. Collins. She's also going to win an Amish Chicago coffee mug and a Crying Cub t-shirt. And again, all you have to do is retweet and follow for your chance to win every week. Well, congratulations. Okay. Now, this is our third or fourth country that didn't we have, I think we had Australia once or New Zealand. We had, we, had, we had New Zealand. We had... England, England, and now we're. I think we actually. I think we've had a couple of Canadians. Yeah, we're, um, we are international, right? So though I'm sure they're going to love the the Chicago Cubs T-shirt, <laughs> uh, the Amish Chicago coffee mug. Uh, yeah. But the out the door, out the door is a whimsical book that I think they'll enjoy, which so actually is about Wisconsin, right? Which is basically yeah. Canada, yeah, right? Close enough. Uh, Hey, did you hear what I'm sure you did? The Joe Biden, Donald Trump carfuffle? Yes, that's that, being that played on while you were gone. All right. Uh, for those of you who don't know or haven't heard or different countries, let's say in Canada, for instance, Joe Biden, our former vice president, during an event, he was doing a speech, basically called out Trump and he said that if Trump and I were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him, right. which was really not that nice no, um not that nice but a great line you know right, exactly. the crowd went nuts uh now trump and this is totally out of his character responded on twitter yes you know and he said crazy joe biden is trying to act like a tough guy actually he is a weak he's weak both mentally and physically and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault he doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard, crying all the way. <laughs> Don't threaten people, Joe. <laughs> this so, is our president. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, okay. So, right, all right, that's fine. Well, Vegas being Vegas, Bovada. Do you know what Bo Bovada is an online uh, gambling site? Okay. They have put odds 
on the site or on the on this bout. Oh, the Trump Biden bout. Yeah, Trump is uh, a little bit of a favorite. Um, he's he's getting you're, you have to lay one forty for Trump, meaning basically if you you put a hundred bucks down or if you put one hundred forty bucks down, you'll win a hundred bucks if Trump wins the fight. Yeah, I, I would give him the advantage too. I mean, he's uh, much bigger, I think. Yeah, you know what I think. I don't know, Joe. They don't call crazy Joe crazy Joe for nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got that Irish fighter spirit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, do the could do the joke. It's, jo- it's me, do- Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what? I don't. I think I'd actually. I think I'd take Biden and and I I, w- I would take Biden and get the odds. I think. Well, all you got to do um, is mess up Trump's hair. <laughs> right. Mess right. it up, m- m- or you know, mess with his makeup, and, and then um, he's going to come after you. Well, and plus, you know, he's got little hands. Can you even get boxing gloves for the little hands? <laughs> uh, so I went back in history. Well, I didn't actually physically go back in history, but I went. I, I tried. Okay, which president would I have been able to beat up? Oh, yeah, wow. it's a question. History. So I think I caught. A, I think I've got a few that I could beat up. I got one not in many. Mind. I have one in mind for you, but go ahead. You see if, okay. if it's the same one. Well, first of all, FDR. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Admittedly, not a fair fight. Yeah, but that's not I, good. Although he was, yeah. probably, he was pretty tall. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I would be able to. I tip his ass for a win. <laughs> okay. A po- yeah, polio schmolio. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I think William Taft. I'd probably have a good chance with William Taft. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Again, definitely. Yeah, but he lands one punch. You're down. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it'll go eleven rounds. Yeah, I don't think that there's any. Um, and then Millard Fillmore, and I don't really know anything about him. I'm just going strictly on his name <laughs> that I could kick his ass because of his name. Yeah, I but think. That, I think how humiliating that would be to get beat up by a guy named Millard Fillmore. Well, I once got punched by Peter Peter Kadurka. Yeah, Millard Fillmore is much worse. Yeah. Right. Uh, who do you think that you? Uh, would I was going to say James Madison because he was like five one. Oh, uh, you know, you know, I was also going through all these presidents. All of them had like bullet wounds in there in them, too. Yeah. Most of them. Um, and not, I wouldn't go up. I wouldn't go up against, like, say, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, my God. No, he'd got that. No, he'd oh, all of them. Reagan. I think yeah. Reagan would destroy me. Kennedy. Yeah. Eh, although he had a really bad back, I think. Yeah. But I mean, he was still yeah. vibrant compared to us. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I think basically Eisenhower was a general. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, even W would have kicked our ass. Even, Jimmy Carter even, would have. Even Jerry tripping down the stairs, Ford. He was a football yeah, player. He, uh, you know, he yeah. played at Michigan. Yeah. yeah, I'm not picking any fights with uh, uh, and Obama. My God. He well, would, he's wiry. Yeah. Oh, and plus he's in pretty good shape and stamina. All those guys. Yeah, well, all, the other thing about presidents in general is they were usually pretty tall, because there, yeah. there's some study that came out that the tallest candidate almost always wins. Because when they stand up next to each other, people go, "Oh, I don't want the little guy. Yeah, Give me the yeah. big guy." Well, that's pretty much why Kennedy beat Nixon was during the debate. Right? They right. showed how young Kennedy was and how sweaty. Tricky Dick was. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. true. All right. Well, it's time for our Cubs feature. The season is underway. Here's our audio. 
Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So the Cubs have been away from home. They come home uh, on Monday for opening day. And on Sunday afternoon, this coming Sunday, we will be at Murphy's Bleachers um, with our authors Randy Richardson and, and Becky Sarwati, who ha- are the authors of the book Cub Sessions. And from what I understand, this is going to be a star-studded event. Did you know this? Hmm. Is Adrian Zmed going to be there? I don't know. Adrian Zmed is in the book. and Everybody that's in the book has been invited. Basically, the book is about celebrity Cub fans telling their stories about uh, being a Cub fan and what, what mm-hmm. it was like. And so there will be a bunch of celebrities there. I know a bunch of ex-Cubs are coming. Oh, who? Uh, well, I don't want to tip it off too much, but I, one of them that... Uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to introduce right. you to them and see if you can guess who they are when we meet them. Uh, well, uh, what's the Vaughn guy's name? Hippo Vaughn will not be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hippo Vaughn's not going to be there? Yeah. Okay. So this week, uh, actually today, we're recording this on the 4th, uh, and it will be airing on the 5th, but uh, today is the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination. And just out of curiosity, I went back to check out what the Cubs were doing. Uh, when this happened 50 years ago. That was really when I became a Cub fan was 1968. That was the year I started rooting for him. And what happened that year was that all of Major League Baseball postponed opening day in honor of Martin Luther King. And and they did not have the uh, their opening day until after his funeral. The funeral was scheduled for April 9th. And only one team was going to play. The Pittsburgh Pirates were going to play anyway. And Roberto Clemente refused and let mm-hmm. all the other black players on his team, and they, I think they had 12 black players at that time, not to play. And he said, when Martin Luther King died, they come and ask if the Negro players, if we should play. I say, if you have to ask Negro players, then we do not have a great country. Oh, and and it was, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um Jackie Robinson got upset because uh, the Dodgers wanted to play. Um, And he said, uh, Mr. O'Malley is a man with tremendous ability, uh, but also a man with a total lack of knowledge of the frustration of the Negro community. Uh Armed guards patrolled D.C. Stadium in Washington to keep the peace. uh, Harman Killebrew homered in that game. Um, And in uh, Cincinnati, the Cubs opened the season against the Reds. And Tony Perez, another future Hall of Famer, hit a homer uh, to win the game. Uh, they, Milt Pappas left the game in the sixth with the Reds up 6-4, to four, and reliever George Culver, and Milt Pappas, by the way, was at that time on the Reds, not the Cubs. Um, he pitched the last three and two-thirds innings to get a save, and this is what he said. I had to hold him, he said. Milt is too mean. He would have beaten me up if I had blown the game. <laughs> Uh, That's good yeah, motivation. Mil- yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, if Miller Fillmore would have said that, you'd be like, whatever. <laughs> That's right. We seem to have a theme this week. Uh, it's yeah, time uh, for our uh, final feature of the show. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the program where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar 
and picks out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Um, this is more than one celebrity. This is a whole team full of celebrities, the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, I, I met him as well. Yeah, this was back in our college days. I want to say 1984 or so. And it was probably right. Yeah, it was around the time of the the homecoming thing. Yeah, there were we still for- a couple of the original. Um, there's still a couple of the original Globetrotters on that team. I, I think Curly was still on the team. Curly Neal. I don't remember Curly Neal or Metal Ark. I don't Metal think either Arc of them was were definitely that. gone. But, um, yeah. but like Reese wasn't the Pee Wee yeah. Reese, not Pee Wee Reese, or was it Pee? What was it, what it, was that guy's name? What was the Harlem Globetrotter, the Grease, the Reese guy? I don't know. Uh, for all of you, uh, you can look this up. Go check out the Scooby Doo episode in which the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> appeared. And most of those guys <laughs> for, were not there. But uh, yeah. if you remember right, I was given the option of either. Playing on the opposite team? No, you no. What we did? No, our promotion was because you Dave was held the promotion a, director at this time, right? We we held a free throw shooting contest during halftime or before the game. I don't remember. Um, but what you're remembering about there was? Do you remember the the? on-air personality stevie J. yes do you remember him yes he was the guy who played on the opposing team yes but i was offered the chance to play too i was oh you were i was yeah because i was the afternoon disc jockey at that time uh, against stevie J. and and there were a bunch of like local radio celebs on that team but instead of being uh, on the team i got to be the pa uh, announcer for that oh okay that's what it was okay um, so but I didn't was, we yeah. also do like a, Go we ahead. did like a contest too. Didn't we do like a free throw contest? Or oh something? yeah, we did all sorts of stuff. But uh, my my job that day was working as the public address announcer for that, and that was the first time I ever did anything like that. And that was that was totally cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. we did meet the Globetrotters. They were all very nice gentlemen. Uh, actually, you know what? I think this is. The, I don't think I ever did a public address job again after that. It might have been the very last time I did it. Yeah, they were very tall. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, right. You know what else? Um, they could really dribble the basketball. Yeah. I, I One of the, my fondest memories with me and my dad, actually. My dad loved the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know what it was. He just loved and, – and in those days, you really didn't see him on television very often. No. They'd be like on the wide, wide world of sports, what, twice a year or something maybe? Yeah, something and it was like always that. a huge event. Yeah, it was always a huge event when they were at – and when they came to the stadium, my dad got tickets when we went and saw the Harlem Globetrotters. And it was one of those memories I'll, I'll always remember. And they were just here. The Harlem Globetrotters were not in my house, but they were at the United Center just like three weeks ago. And we were going to go, but – Whatever we didn't, you know. Um, uh, just a prediction, uh, Vegas. If you're going to Vegas and you want to bet on the Globetrotters <laughs> versus the Washington Generals, yeah, bet the mortgage on the Washington Generals. <laughs> you can't. They're go bound wrong. to win one of these games. What about one of these games? Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't you don't you think that coach for the Washington Generals? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's in on the shtick because he gets so pissed every time the Harlem Globetrotters beat him. He you know. drinks like a fish. I mean, his record is zero and seven million. 
<laughs> he has lost it's on like a- every in every city in America and every country in the world. <laughs> And, you know, think about, like, the diehard Washington General fans. Hey, honey, did the Generals win yesterday? No, they fucking lost again. (laughs) How come I get all the white guys? I got nothing but white guys on my team. Right, right. I got, I got a Kevin O'Neill. You know what? What I, I got? Yeah, I've got Shigshe Chung Chow. You know they got, they got like they're Irish. (laughs) They've got the Irish brogue. Never played. Never played basketball in their lives. It's right. just not like, fair. <laughs> Think about the Washington General season ticket holders. Yeah, exactly. Right. First of all, they only thing. come like three times a year, and then they get their asses kicked every time the Harlem Globetrotters come. You know? on the road all the time. <laughs> this is bullshit. All right. Well, uh, yeah, they were very nice, and. Um, I remember the Harlem Globetrotter cartoon on Sunday on Saturday mornings. Remember sure. that? Absolutely. Oh, that was they were big time. I they were Curly huge. Neal was the coolest. I thought he was. I yeah. thought he was still in there. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, well, we went to. I don't know if you know this guy, Michael Raymer. You know, we went to college with Michael Raymer. He was actually a good buddy of a guy that I went to high school with. His grandfather was Abe Saperstein. Really? Yeah. Uh, from Chicago, uh, I think Abe. I think yeah, that's it true. Started, the Harlem um, Globetrotters, ironically, started in Chicago. That's and do you know that? Uh, here's just another little trip. Minutia, as it as as it ding were. Ding. Um, which Chicago Cub player was once a member of the Harlem Globetrotters? Not current. A uh, Chicago well, Cubs Hall of Famer. Fergie. Fergie Jenkins played for yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters in the off season. Just to make a few extra shekels, because um, you know, because I thought, would have thought Ryan Sandberg would have been a great Harlem Globetrotter. I think a Ron Santo in his later <laughs> years. He was on the right. he was on the Washington Generals. <laughs> Ken Holtzman. Yeah. All right. To find out more about Rick and Dave, check out uh, EckhartsPress.com. We're also at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter. And remember, if you retweet one of our tweets asking you to retweet, you could win a prize. We give away prizes every week. Just like Shelly McNeil in uh, British Columbia. That's right. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Come out and see us on Sunday at Murphy's Bleachers from 1 to 4. Is that what it is? 1 to 4, correct. 1 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon and uh, and meet some Cub celebrities. And we'll be back again tell, next week. Tell me, I mean, is is Adrian's Med going to be there? Come on. I can't tell you. It's all top secret. Some of these celebrities that are featured in the book will be there. And the reason I can't tell you who's going to be there is because I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe Fergie. Maybe Fergie will be there. Hey, you never know. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 